Are you ready to build your business while honoring your introverted entrepreneur heart? I'm Jen. And I'm Lisa. Together, we are Success and the Shy Girl. We work with female introverted entrepreneurs to help them ignite their path to success while protecting their physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual energy. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to the Success and Shy Girl podcast. I'm your one host, Lisa. (laughs) I guess I'm the second host, Jen. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us today. We want to talk today about sales and just hear that word for one second, sales. Salespeople, saleswoman, salesperson, sales. That word can strike fear. into people's hearts. (laughs) We see it all the time. We felt it. Sales has this very like polarizing feeling for people, right? It's, you know, some people say I love sales and some people say I hate sales. Sales feel icky. I feel like I'm a used car salesman. Um, there's probably a lot more analogies, and I'm really sorry, used car salesman. I think you you got a hard job. <laughs> Won't lie. But yeah, it's that feeling of putting pressure on somebody in terms of a financial degree to financial transaction. And that feels disingenuous for people. But here's the thing: as an entrepreneur, you have the opportunities to set the tone that your sales process takes. It doesn't need to be icky. It doesn't need to feel gross or hard. It needs to feel genuine. It needs to have a couple different things. So we're actually, we've got four points for you that we want you to think about. And I'm gonna say the first one here, Lisa, and it is in any kind of sales conversation or sales process that you have, reframe your offer, what you're offering, to what's in it for them. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's that's the key to a non-icky sales process is to, it, it isn't about the salesperson, it's about helping the person who's interested in the product, right? Yeah, it comes down to what's the transformation for your client or customer. What that's what they know. Yes. And that's true. Like what you just said, like how you deliver that is completely up to you. So if you don't want it to be icky, then don't make it icky. <laughs> you know, make you can make it fun and educational and interesting for both of you. And and that all I mean, we're gonna I think this comes in every point that we're going to make today. It's all about a conversation. It is. It is. Yep. That's yeah. The conversation we'll talk about that in a little bit, but yeah. So when you are inside of your sales process or you're developing your sales process, always take the viewpoint of your potential customer or client and think from there, you know, through their life lens, how can this make my life or my business or whatever it is that you're transformation yourself, how can it make, make things better for me, right? If you're your customer looking at your offer, your product through that lens and really understanding 
the the you know we say you know the problem that you solve or you know the the value that you deliver or the transformation that you provide really looking at that versus just the financial piece of that transaction does a lot to shift you out of that icky feeling it helps. Right. yeah yeah that, it, that's where that sales um um, I guess stereotype back in the day comes from that um, I need to sell five of these today or I'm going to get fired. So then, you know, you're trying to sell five of these things so you don't get fired. You're not thinking about, and that, that's where that icky feel comes from. But if you're not looking, approaching it that way, it's, it's going to feel a lot better. Yes. Which actually leads beautifully into the second point, which is detaching from the outcome. In your sales process this is a hard this is hard to do it is hard you, and because you know you have invested s- some time and effort in in the conversation and getting to know uh your client and and having you know hopefully building a relationship building some you know rapport w- with someone it, you can't it's hard not to take it personally when they say well i don't think this is for me right now right? That it, it can feel like personal, taking it personally, but don't detach from that. Outcome. You've both come away with some new information. They've learned about what you're offering. You've learned about what their needs are. You've had a chat. It's connecting with the human being like, great. And, and if it's not for them right now, you never know if you leave it in a positive way, they can come back and say, you know, six months from then and say like, you know, I've been thinking about that. You never, I mean, I do the, I've done that. I've had people offer me things and I've, I've thought about it and thought about it. And, um, you know, a year later, I'm like, okay, I'm ready. And they're like, Oh, I didn't know you were interested. So just keep in mind that especially if your clients are also introverts, (laughs) they they may need that time to, to consider or, or, or a reflector. A reflector's not going, if you're human design, I mean, sorry, I'm just automatically jumping in there. <laughs> if your human design is, is a reflector, you know, that, that, that's a 20, about a 28 day decision-making time for, for a reflector to make a full a hundred percent decision on something. So um, if some, if they're not deciding today, just yeah. that's okay. Well, if, okay we're gonna, if we're talking about uh, human design. I am. Um, <laughs> you you opened the doors. You opened it here, Lisa. Yeah. So my authority is an emotional authority. So I need to ride the highs and the lows before making a final decision on something. Sometimes that can take me a while. Sometimes it can take me, you know, 30 seconds. I can feel that high, feel that low of that potential decision. And sometimes it takes me days. Sometimes it takes me weeks. Sometimes it takes me months to really ride that emotional wave. So for, for talking human design, if you know, you have uh, an emotional authority or your clients or customers have an emotional authority, giving them that space to make that decision is, is important. Right. And, and part of detaching from the outcome is being able to step back and not feel like you're pressuring people to make a decision. I know like for me as an introvert, that pressure piece feels, re- that piece feels super icky for me in a, in a sales process. And I will tell you right away, if 
people are using high pressured sales techniques and uh, psychological tricks on me, I know right away and I'm out. Oh, you, <laughs> well, you can spot them a mile away. You're yeah. immediately done. I know you're funny. I, I, I as well, I'm like, no, I see what you're doing. Someone gave you that script and it's, uh, it's not happening today. Even if it's something I wanted, I don't like having some sort of script used on me. Um, so, <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, I always take a while to, to cons- I need to consider the pros and cons and I need to do my research and I need to like, blah, blah, blah. So yes. yes. So yes, detach from the outcome because that, that person, um, you, you don't know what, what all is going on. Yeah. with that person and what other things they're trying to decide on. Yeah. So. And here's, here's the thing with detaching from the outcome. Even if you do not have some sort of financial transaction, some sort of sale or, you know, money exchanging hands at the end of that, that piece of your sales process, you should still, like you said, Lisa, you should still consider that a win because you've made a connection with somebody. And we really actually believe that in terms of being an entrepreneur, relationship building is as important or even more important than actual sales. Sales are important, right? You gotta, you gotta pay your bills. Um, you gotta, you know, you gotta make money to, to have a business, but building that relationship and building that know, like, and trust means that, you know, they may choose to do business business with you later on or they may choose to refer somebody to you who might be a great fit. You just do not know. So build long view. You're, you have to look at the big picture and the long view. Yeah. I mean, unless you're just in business for the month, you, you want to, part of planning ahead is relationship building. Yeah. So, you know, just because someone doesn't sign up for something today, you, you are building a relationship because I mean, we assume you're you're looking to make some sort of sales monthly, yeah. And they could be part of November instead of June, right? Yeah. And that's okay. That's great. Yeah. And yes, you know, building referrals and and things like that. I I know I've had experiences with a business where um you know it wasn't I was looking for something they recommended me. Uh, to go go check out one of their competitors and I have no problem recommending them because that is that's integrity right there when you can say you know what we don't have what you're looking for these guys would I, I would send people to them because I know that they aren't just going to try to yeah they're not in it for, for a quick and, I respect that yeah so you, you never know what um, that relationship could lead to Yeah. So that really like leads beautifully into the third point, which is create a conversation in your sales process. Sales process is not you standing up on a stage shouting to people what your offer is. No, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Especially as an introvert. That's like not going to be any fun probably for you. Sales is about conversations. And like we just talked about, it's about relationships. But in order to leverage those relationships, you need to be having conversations with people. Well, and every everything, I mean, as introverts, we've read about introvert uh, strengths. And how many people have you seen say, I hate small talk. I want to get right into uh, a real conversation. So 
as an introvert business owner, you have an upper hand in being able to really dive in and have a great meaty conversation and, and really get to know what that person is, is looking for. So like, this is a strength people dive into that strength. I mean, it can all, I, I heard um, on another podcast, someone talking about how something that had been always framed as a weakness, you know, they'd always been told, Oh, you know, you don't, in this case, it would be like your small, you, Oh, you don't like small talk. La la la. Something that's been framed as a weakness is in fact a strength. The fact that you can dive into a real conversation with someone as an introvert is not a weakness. This is, this is your time to shine. <laughs> this is your strength time, right? It is. You it is. go for it. And, and those, the, that person will appreciate that you care. If you take the time to really listen in, listen in and hear what your customers and your clients or potential, potential customers and clients are saying about what they want, you can actually deliver them something that they actually want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If enough people are telling you the same thing, create it for them. If you don't already have that thing. Yes. And people are asking for it. You can create it. And then that makes sales. I'm going to say in quote air quotes that your sales is going to be simple because it's something they literally asked you for. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you're ever spinning your wheels like, oh, what should, what should I create next? Should I make a little offer? What should I do? Yeah, go back to what what those meaty conversations held in them. What was the common thread? Um, what's something that could tie it together? How how does that tie back to what you uh, have in your um, what's the word I'm looking for? Your your zone of genius. Yeah. Right. All right. What's the fourth? one the fourth one is uh this one seems a little bit like shouldn't maybe shouldn't seem like it's in part of your sales process but it should be it's about acknowledging barriers and potentially obstacles that your audience or you know a customer client base might come up against in partaking in your offer or your product and of course you're not you're not necessarily going to think of all of them but you know kind of try to brainstorm a few things like what could be holding someone back from this and uh something that and some of some of the things that what could you do about it and i mean some things it that's it, it's not within your power to to change but say something like um you're offering um a package and and someone isn't able to pay the full amount up front. Um, but you can, you know, plan for that, that maybe everyone wouldn't be able to pay ahead or pay up front. So you can have, you know, is it possible to have like a three month payment plan? Um, that kind of thing. So then you can take that barrier and, and, and break it down, to, you know, so that then that's no longer a barrier for someone. That's something that you can uh, do something about. Um, other ones you might not be able to. I mean, it could be, I mean, some people like to say like, oh, well, excuses, objections, it just means, but you know what, there are some time, timing can be a legitimate barrier. Um, I, I don't like it when people always assume that those things are excuses. Sometimes they are, but sometimes it is not a, an excuse. It's, it's a legitimate um, yeah, it, there are legitimate reasons that people cannot, you know, purchase, you know, time, money, um, 
where they are in their life. Maybe it's just not the right time. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and just don't take that personally, what you can within your power and, 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 um, yeah, don't, don't as a personal insult to your program. No, <laughs> no, no, not by any means. And use this, you know, use it as a means for feedback as well. Um, you know, like if somebody's raising their hand, you know, saying, Hey, I don't have enough time. Um, you know, like check in with them and just see like, what would, what would make it easier in the future for you to, to do this, right? Like what changes could I make on my end as an entrepreneur? We're not telling you to, to shift your entire offering, but just use that as an opportunity to, you know, think about the space that your ideal person is in and, you know, what challenges they may come up against in, um, in interacting with your product or offer. You you can, you know, like you said, Lisa, you can't always in terms of like immediately solve some of those barriers or, or whatnot for them, but those are things for you to think about and anticipate them and how you can support your audience to actively engage with them and, and, you know, create that relationship and work with them. And take all the feedback, um, seriously, you know, it's easy sometimes to just dismiss, oh, that's an excuse. That's an excuse. It's easy to dismiss it, but do collect it and do collect the feedback and, and assess it, analyze it, take it seriously and, and see if there's a way to uh, work with that for sure. And I mean, another thing just in the last few weeks, keep in mind um, there are quite a few barriers to success that some of us have had never thought of before. Um, So keep in mind all sorts of different barriers that could be coming. And in this, I mean, here's the thing with barriers is they can be at, like an individual level, they can be at like a community level, they can be at like a government level. We, it's our job as entrepreneurs to sort of think about those things and understand how those influences can impact our customers and clients. Yeah, like we said, it's, you know, if, um, yeah, I really like how you framed it. Like not every, not every barrier is an excuse. Sometimes they are legitimate barriers to moving forward. So just, yeah, I, I think, I think keep that in mind and, and that goes back to detach from the outcome. Yeah. Because if, if you've done everything in your power and, and it's still a no for that person or a no, not right now, I always like to think of no's as not right now's, yeah. you know, it's okay. And, 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 um, I think this like for us, I know this really comes back to the content that we're putting out. So we, you know, as business owners, we want people to be able to move forward, even with the content that we put out for free, like our podcast, all of our downloads and things like that. We want people to take those and and move forward. So even if they, you know, maybe can't access us like via a coaching program or something like that, we still want to have those conversations with people and make sure that they, you know, we can either give them resources that we have or direct them to other entrepreneurs who can serve them well. There is no harm in, like you said, we said this earlier, and I think under, we were talking about detaching from the outcome maybe, about referring to other business owners that might be able to serve that person um, more effectively. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, there we go. I was not so Yes, like we do, we like to put out all, all kinds of this free content because this is stuff, this is just, we're just chatting with each other basically. We're just having this conversation and we want you to get some ideas. Um, of course, if we were working with you one-on-one, -on -one, we would completely um, customize this for your offer and your business. Um, but we're just in in general; these are just ideas for you to yeah, just just thinking bring forward and and help your help you hopefully. Yeah, so I'm going to do just a quick recap. We've been talking for a little while now here, so. <laughs> So in terms of like setting the tone in your sales process, remember that you are in charge of setting that tone in your sales process. Just a couple of things to think about. The four points that we talked about today are reframing your offer to um, really reflect the transformation and show your audience what's in it for them. Second is detaching from the outcome. Okay, and building relationship. Third is creating a conversation. Right. It's this is this is a transaction. That conversation needs to go both ways. And the fourth is to acknowledge and even anticipate barriers so that you can adequately support your customers and clients. All right. That's all I that's it. That's all my notes. And uh, we'd love to hear back. Um, if you've got any comments or questions, um, please hit us up. Uh, with some messages. We'd love to hear from you and chat. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We hope that you have a great rest of your week and of course, a wonderful day. Thanks so much for joining us today. We'd love it if you could leave us a review so that we can grow our audience and reach as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. If you've enjoyed this episode, grab a screenshot, hop over to Instagram and share it in your stories and make sure that you tag us at success in the shine girl. As always, wishing you abundance and success.